Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Pastor David Woods. And I'm Spartacus Jordan. And this is That's What He Said. Not what you said. And not what you said. What he said. Amen. Amen. Then uh, we kind of took a week off. Yes, we did. So uh, did you have fun on your week off? Yeah, I always have fun. I always have a good time. Went camping. Went camping. Yes, sir. What did I do? Oh, I went uh, real foot. You went real foot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We had a we had a we had a good time. Yeah, good time. We had and a great time. We had a great we, time. Got a, a matter of fact, I got two owl pictures. Oh, really? Did you not see them? No. Oh yeah. yeah. One was a barred owl. Mm-hmm. And we was just driving down a. Who'd you borrow it from? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. I could not resist. But we took his, you know, real foot is, is a, uh, is a hunting, uh, hunting and fishing area, mm-hmm. not hunting like deer or stuff, but waterfowl, mm-hmm. waterfowl hunting, duck hunting. There's a bunch of that goes on. Well, there's a, so there's a lot of just, uh, like wild, wildlife refuge areas for the, for the hunting, mm-hmm. you know, and of course it's not hunting season right now. So we take one of these just old gravel roads, you know, back, and it's a big old circle that, you know, goes back into, you know, the, the swampy area, mm-hmm. uh, real foot. And anyway, and we're just driving down and, and hit this curve and in the ditch, just up on top of the bank of that ditch, this barred owl is just sitting there. Perfect. And I, I mean, I don't even know how I seen it. It just caught my eye and I, wow, you know, I've never seen an owl in the wild. Oh, okay. Just be honest with you, I've never seen one. Mm-hmm. So I get, I stop. Uh, of course, I had my camera, so I get out and I'm I'm taking pictures of it, and I'm easing, easing. I'm getting closer and closer, and and it's just not moving. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here come a truck the other way around the corner, and that um, and that owl sees the truck, so the owl flies up into a tree. I still take his picture. I, I let that truck pass, and I. I'm getting closer again, taking picture. Anyway, he finally flies into the woods. But I got to see a bar out. And then Sunday morning before I left, uh, I was out taking a sunrise picture. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking back on the boardwalk, and I'm in a in a uh, big tree area. And I start, well, I'd, I'd like to take some bird pictures because there's like 200 species of birds out there. Are we going to start a podcast on ornithology now? Yeah. And uh, – <laughs> So I I seen another owl and it was a, a great horned owl oh, and cool. it was up in a tree and I don't know how I seen it is it was a god thing all this was a god thing had to be I did not see an eagle um, owls are very if people don't know I mean they're very very difficult yes even for a trained person yeah to spot in the wild and I was just I was again looking for. Any kind of, you know, bird, different kind of bird than I would see out here. Please tell me you tried to talk to him. You went, who? I went, no, I didn't know who. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that. I'd love that picture uh, of you going, who? But I, but I took a picture of him, and, and then I probably took a picture of him, multiple pictures of him for, I don't know, 10 minutes. Cool. Then he flew up into another tree way up, and, and to get in the sun, I thought that was narc, uh uh, what is that? Um, nocturnal. I thought they was nocturnal animals or birds. Are they not? I, I, you know, I think they are. I think that's when they feed, but 
I'm not a specialist. I, he was, I, I don't know. He was like he was sunbathing. He couldn't yeah. sunbathe down here. It was shaded over here, but he went up in that fork of that tree way up there, and he was just hanging out in the sun. So If yeah. he wasn't nocturnal, he's a Baptist yeah. then. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, we're, we're kind of talking about, uh, this is things I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about the Word of God, but I'm also passionate about... Uh, Photography. Photography. I, yeah, I love to do absolutely. photography. And I like to mix them both together, too. Um, yeah. So, I'm passionate about a lot of things. Uh, God first. Uh, after that, I, I mean, you know, the correct answer is family, wife, family, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I'm passionate about tractor. Yeah, you like tractors. Yeah, yeah. Small, I, used to, I used to like tractors. I sold yeah, mine. Yeah, tractors, <laughs> uh, camping, um uh, I, I like to shoot guns. I like to build things more than anything. Tinker. I'm a tinkerologist. Tinkerologist. Yes, hey, I'm that's a tinkerologist. Good, that's a, I might put that in my vocabulary. Yeah, tinkerologist. I'm a tinkerologist. Now, we're speaking about words. I got a public service announcement. Speaking of words, uh, reviewing the podcast, several of them. The, we always review them. Um, because we want to make them better. Uh, yeah, because we want to be better. We want to build on what what God has started. We want to we want to go with what God leads us to do more or less of blah blah blah. Now I'm saying blah 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 today. Apologize for that. Uh, I did notice that that I talk about church words all the time, and uh, I think it could be uh, conceptualized that that by the way I bring it up all the time that I have a problem with church words. I do not do have, you? I do not have a problem with church words. I do not have problems with the word of God. I do not have problems with scripture. scripture. And what you mean by that is words that are often used in church. Yes, that's what I mean by <laughs> right. that. I uh I I know uh just to give a foundation to what I'm saying, I know that scripture is the only thing I've got to use to show somebody Jesus in me. And if they take a step of uh, wanting salvation, needing salvation, wanting, desiring, desiring, there's the word I was looking for, desiring salvation, uh, uh, Scripture is all I've got. That's it. And uh, so to clarify the reason why I bring up Stop David a lot uh, with with church words, church terminology, is I suppose, after talking to you, that that I am very practical, and I come from a very practical viewpoint, It's and it could sound like, I admit, after going over several podcasts, it could sound like I am demeaning church words or that I am negating the function of church words or the use or the value of church words. But uh, let me assure you, and I will from now on, uh, assure people from time to time that that's not what I'm doing. But I I have been, uh, here we go, we're going to be very church. I've been led by the Spirit to be very practical when teaching the Word of God, when speaking of the Word of God. Uh, I believe... And there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that what's in this Bible is very useful, practical, has a place, and you can see yourself in the year 2020 in this Word of God. 
I, I, if, if it wasn't alive like that and capable of being that way, and here I go with my practicality, for which I don't apologize for, but I do ask for understanding, yeah. what good would it be if this, from cover to cover, did not work practically in my life in 2020. Right. So, but I do not want to lose people with, with my church word dissertations or my humor. Right. And, and some of it is humor. And some yeah, of it is yeah. humor. He, he pokes at me all the time. And, and, and to clarify my side of the story, um, these, you know, I often say you won't say things that's not in your vocabulary. Right. I really get on people that cuss. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm around people that you know that they they sometimes they cuss. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> and I won't name I won't name no names, and I ain't even talking about you. Um, they know who they are, and I and I just remind them of that very truth of if it's not in your vocabulary, then you won't say it, mm-hmm. right? Right. And on the other side of that, the the way that I talk and minister to people. That's part of my vocabulary. Absolutely. And, you know, and it, it what you're going to hear from me is a lot of words that I use in a worship setting because that's how I talk all the time. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I use, I mean, I use those words in the common tongue all the time, yes. you know, and, um, so that's, that, that's where, you know, I, and I try, it, we tried this setting, you know, we wanted to be this setting to be a, just a down two men just just discussing, but that's what we're doing, and it comes out, you know, your personality and how you talk daily comes out through this podcast, and how I talk daily comes out through this podcast, right. and that's the that's what we're talking about, and uh, the, and so you know, I you can like it, you know, some people don't maybe not like the way that I talk and minister and all of that. That's, that's fine. I, you know, um, I'm going to reach people that God is going to want me to reach. And I'm not going to reach the other people that God don't necessarily open the door for me to reach. Absolutely. Um, So it's well said. And to play off what you just said, to make a better understanding of, of why each of us are the way we are. I don't go to church and go to my pastor and go, Why'd you put that way? You know, nobody understands that. They're half listening anyway. (laughs) That's not what I do. We had a God-ordained appointment to start this podcast. Um, Each one of us 100% in. Each one of us ready to go and do it. And then each one of us through life have our ministries And mine is it to be very clear and very applicable to the guy walking down the street. And that don't make my way the only way. I just want to know when you use the terms ministry, we got to perform ministry that anybody picks it up knows what ministry means. I use the same word all the time. I'm not playing a role here. But I do want to make sure that everybody knows. And that's, yeah, and, 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 clarif- and clarification is very important. I, yeah. I, I clarify a lot of things in, yeah. in sermon 
uh, in sermons that I preach every Sunday, every he Wednesday. Takes hours to clarify what he says well, on you Sunday. Know, some people might say, well, you use a lot of scripture to to get your message across and, and you know, and uh, because without the scripture, there is no truth. And, uh, and that's, so if I can clarify with scripture, that that's where the truth's coming from is the scripture. And that's the main important thing there. Right. And that's, and that's probably the best point, uh, not because I made it or said it first, uh, there's nothing new under the sun, but that's the main point. I can talk any way I want. You can, you can talk the, the way you're trained to talk the way you've chosen. It's not just trained. This is how God has handpicked you yeah. and made you. Wow. And, uh, uh, but without a in here and in here knowledge that this is the living word of God, we've got nothing to work with. No. So, no. so let's put it to bed. I can assure you that I have nothing against church words or church or the way anybody talks. We are, I think we've done a great job of explaining why you talk the way you do and why right. the way I talk. Now I raised my hand when you said cussing. I need I need to to clear my heart. Not near near like it used to be. No, no, no. I well, remember when, yes. I, when I first met yeah. you. Not near. And and no excuses for it. No excuses for it. It don't change until you get convicted. And folks, sometimes you don't know that you're doing anything wrong till a loving brother comes along inside you and says, do you realize you cuss every other word? Yeah, so you don't know what you don't know until you know. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, then when you're convicted of it by God, you will work on it. But let me tell you something. You got to hand it 110% over to God. That's right. You can't keep dilly-dallying no, with it. No, and I have lots of excuses. Construction. Who don't cuss in construction? I've been in construction my whole life. I know it. And that's what convicted me. <laughs> So there, now y'all know the story. Anything else y'all want to know about us too, I'll be glad to tell you because uh, I am no better than anybody else out there. No, no. So, but we, we've clarified using church words. So uh, let's, let's ask the question, you know, we asked the question last podcast, why Jesus? Mm -hmm. So why don't we ask the question this week? Why church? Okay. Um, why? I mean, why church? Why why do we have church? Why why is why is that a a thing? Simple terms for me, first answer would be it's the only place where I'm gonna mature as a Christian. If we that's good. If we went out, say if we went out and did a census mm -hmm. and just kind of walked up and down north or even Clinton. Andersonville, uh, South Clinton, Claxton, wherever. And we did a census and asked people that very thing. Why church? Um, why do we have church? Why, why do we do church? What's the purpose of church? What kind of answers do you think we'd get? Now, I, this is just in the public setting. Yes. I, I, um, I, you'd get because you get because you most of those people we're going to talk to is probably unchurched. Yes, uh, you're going to get so many different answers. You're going to get you're going to go from the the is asinine a curse word? It's not a curse word. It sounds like one. Though, don't <laughs> it? You're going to go from the asinine all the way to uh, 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 when you when you come across the person that does to 
worship God that is a follower of Christ who's going to say to worship a sovereign God. Why no. do you think I go? But you're going to give you the right answer. Most of the Christians going to give you the right answer. No yeah. matter, no matter, and no you, matter if they believe that I'm, or I'm glad, exercise that or not. Yeah, and I'm glad you said unchurched instead of uh, lost. Yeah, because it, you because got a lot of they ain't nobody in Anderson County lost that I found. <laughs> <laughs> they all know the right answer if you ask them. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, uh, you yeah. know, do you know Jesus? Well, yeah. Yeah, I know Jesus. Uh, that was a joke, people. Anyway, uh, uh, but for me, and what is needful in me today, my first answer would be what I said. That's the only place I'm going to mature. And that's the right and, answer. And, and, and I hate to say this, and you may walk all over it, and that's fine if you do. You have that right in my life. Uh, that's the only place that I'm going to mature spiritually. And second to that, that's the only place I'm going to mature uh, naturally. Yeah. And that is, that is exactly the right answer. Oh, is it? Yay me. But for most of our Christians, mm-hmm. they might know that answer, mm-hmm. but maybe not uh, necessarily exercise that answer that makes sense oh no no and and i was i'll be honest with you i was holding back i i know the answers we would get yeah uh my daddies went to church and my grandfathers went to that church all their life and that's what i do on sundays uh not a bit of growth going on nothing's changed It's, it's a social club going to church and see i guess we misconstrued what this word church is Oh um, yeah, that I mean, yes. Uh, I I I know we we kind of I don't know the term what what you would say, but we 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 have a church mm-hmm. and we go to a church. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the church mm-hmm. and we go to a church, mm-hmm. right? Amen. Um, but they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the church, so therefore we gather together. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about, you know, why church or, you know, um, why do why do we, what is the purpose of church? Well, the purpose of church is the gathering of God's saints. That is the church. That's what we're called. You know, we're called Christians, but we're called the church. Jesus Christ called us the church. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, Paul says that the church is who Jesus died for. Because that is the believers, uh, the ones that will not accept Christ, that, that, will, that will end up um, dying and going to hell. Those people, Jesus didn't die for. And I know that don't sound right. <laughs> he, he gave them an opportunity. If they, if they got saved, then th- they are part of what he died for. But the Bible says that he died for the church. Yes. Right? He died for those that would come and believe. Mm-hmm. Right, And all those that would reject. You could actually say in not so many words that, well, he didn't die for them because they re- didn't, they rejected him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'd say that coming out of your mouth, we'll never hear Jesus <laughs> died for everybody. <laughs> well, but Jesus did die for everyone. Okay. <laughs> I know this don't so even sound right. You got to right. shovel all <laughs> by yourself. I'm just sitting here watching. Well, I, I want you to understand. Um, This is, uh, if I can get this out. All right. So I want to clarify 
just just and in, 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 so this is I want everybody to listen now. Listen to what I'm telling you. If you do not accept something, it's not yours. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So if I <laughs> the Bible says in Romans chapter six verse twenty three, for the um, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right. So if the gift of God that God is gifting us with is Jesus mm-hmm. dying on the cross for mm-hmm. our sins, giving giving us the righteousness of God, that's how we can be, um, you know, in a uh, in the in the uh, relationship with the Holy God is to have His righteousness. So if I get that, if I if I understand that's a gift, then I understand that if I don't take that gift, it's not mine. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So all the people that will die rejecting Jesus, it's not theirs, it's, and that's what I'm. That's what I mean by that. Um, the Bible says that Jesus died for the church. Yeah, you know, he loved the church enough to, that he gave his life for the church. Um, uh, but we all, every every man and woman and child that's ever lived has had an opportunity to put their faith in God. Right, amen. To put their faith, and you, you, and I don't even want to go in all of that. There's so many, some, so much theolo- theology there, but we'll 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 leave it here. So the church, I'll be glad when you throw the shovel in the back of the truck. Have I clarified? No, you've done a great job with that, and I don't. And and there again, just like the public service announcement, I am not making fun of, but uh, we we. There's enough. Let me let, let's make this very plain right now. There's enough people out there in broadcasting about different points of a church or a Christian or what have you. Yeah. There's tons of people out there broadcasting about the season we're in. We're trying to prov- provoke Christian thought. Uh, that means we want people to go, now, what did he say? And grab their Bible and get busy. Yeah, see, see if we, I'm telling you right. Yes. We're trying to provoke prayer. We're trying to provoke, if with this podcast, we want people to see viable reasons why they need to attend on a regular basis their local church. Right. Uh, uh, so when when I kid you about the things I kid you about in this thing, uh, uh, that's just not what we're about. I mean, we can, yeah. and I think with you here, just giving you the comeuppance that you deserve, I think we can get right down to the nitty gritty of dogma, doctrine, everything, and clarify. Boom! That's how God has revealed it to us, and that's the way it is. Until God tells us, no, it's not the way it is. Yeah. But that don't mean we run around willy nilly. No, no, no. That's no. not a willy nilly no. statement. No. But uh, but that's not what we decided we were going to be about. We just want to provoke thought. And you're not doing nothing wrong. This ain't me saying you're doing anything wrong. No. It just gives me the opportunity to joke and kid and be Spartacus, and <laughs> right. that's all I'm doing. Yeah. But uh, 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 yes, Jesus died for the church. Jesus is coming back for the church. Yes. That's what he's uh, coming. He's not coming back for any he's anybody not, else. He's not coming back for people that that uh denied right. his love. He's coming back for the church. Right. So there's importance on the church. 
whether we're looking at it as the church, as David and Spar are gathered together, right. worshiping God, giving God uh, uh, what he deserved, looking to God for what God would have for us, whatever, or if we're in four walls that's been designated as the local church we attend, that's what he's coming back for. Right. And you can get into a lot. I, I want everybody to understand. And, and some of these words you may not even even heard of. Um, you know, some people just kind of um, stray away from them because they cause they cause people to have a belief. Yes. And I'm not. I want everybody to have a belief. Uh, you know, the Bible says stand on something, right? Are you file for anything? <laughs> don't, say <that. laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. But uh, I'm going to wish I'd left that out. <laughs> but but we need to stand on what we believe. That's what Paul said. Paul Paul encourages us to stand on what sure. we believe. Sure. Um, and but you're going to find that through when you start talking about people that believe in in um, um, especially what we're talking about right now. You know, you have different points of view, you know, about just like, a, you know, the end of time doctrine, you know, eschatology, you have different beliefs. You have, you know, millennial, you have premillennial, you have postmillennial, you have mid, mid, mid trib people, uh, post trib. Uh, you, you got all of these different people that interpret just a little bit different of one doctrine. Yeah, I'm Greyhound. Those are fascists. <laughs> Um, but I want everybody to know what, what do you believe? And some people just don't even like it. I mean, I would love to, to, to even do part of uh, a podcast, you know, just, just talking about eschatology, not from my point of view, not how I believe, but to provoke you, uh, our listener to actually study Yeah, because people veer away from the book of revelation, the book of the, 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 uh, the latter part of Daniel, the last six books of Daniel, uh, Ezekiel, uh, Zechariah, they, they, they steer away from it because they even steer away from Matthew where yeah, Jesus talked about yeah, it in 24, yeah. uh, Matthew 24. So we talk about, so, you know, but I want everybody to know what you believe. Yeah. And it's all right to just say, I mean, we can just generally say, well, God's going to work it all out in the end. And that's, you know, that's all right. But why did he give it to us? Yes. Why do we have it? And why uh, why wh do I have the book of Daniel? Why does he say there's a special blessing to the one that's reading it? Yeah, why do why do I have the book of Daniel? Why do I have the book of Ezekiel? Why do I have the book of Zechariah? Why do I have, you know, why do I have revelation? It's all right to believe uh that that God's going to work it all out. Yes. But but why not? I mean, he's he given these books for a reason. Mm -hmm. And they're 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 there, they're in they're in scripture. So why steer away from them? Well, because I don't understand them. All right. I understand that. I didn't understand them before either. I mm -hmm. mean, and I might not understand completely now, right? but I still study. Yeah. And I still get in there and try to find something that what God wants me to get out of there and glean from. And I have a belief, you know, and, and, I, and I believe a certain way, you know, and I don't want to turn somebody off. You know, uh, we'll, we'll do a podcast on that. Mm -hmm. And and let you you know we'll talk about I'll, and I'll even 
I'll even discuss what I believe in Revelation in sure. or, or in the time and the with doctrine. You, with you bringing up eschatology, I'll even bring this up. We might need to do a podcast on 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 the you know me and you both know there's there's five mm-hmm. functions of a healthy church. All right, we know that, yeah. and we're going to get through some of those or whatever this looks like today. Yeah. But there's also five things that a Christian needs to know. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. For their walk and God, and, and you know, maybe we need to to do a podcast yeah. on that one day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's just, you, I, I do want to say one more thing. I know yeah. you're fired up. Just be patient. No, be I'm patient. Be good. patient uh, about what you said. I didn't understand it the first time I read it either. I'm telling you, people, I'm a dumb plowboy. And I was there for years. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Well, I wasn't putting no effort into it. You got to put some some effort that God gives you. You got to ask. Uh, I I would be one of these people that would have told you there's nothing uh, cosmic about this where he just makes you all of a sudden. Well, there is. He does give you understanding as you are ready for it and as you need it. My thing is, is I want to know what was going on then. When it was written. So that gives me a place to work from and to glean things from and mm-hmm. understand things from. Right. I don't know what you use, but I know that's what I use. Well, that's part of studying. I mean, that's part of hermeneutics is, is taking, uh, you know, that is part of breaking the scriptures down and to understand them. You know, you got to know what, what was going on then. Yes. What what was provoking what was provoking God to write then it, it's timeless. Mm-hmm. Scripture's timeless. Yes. Uh, and it's not timeless just because you and I say so. No. It it becomes timeless once we get in it. Yeah, we understand, you know, God's word said it'll stand when the world's on fire. Exactly. So there if it's go. gonna stand all that time, it's timeless. Yes. <laughs> yes. But but to understand the provoking thought behind why he used certain things, symbols, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, um, you know, this or that, where today he might use a cell phone. He might, you know, Paul might say, well, you pick up your cell phone. Well, they didn't have cell phones back then. No. So that's why he's using the terminology that he's using. And we got to understand why. So why does scripture wrote, you know, and you, so you, you go back and study the history of that particular time to understand why a uh, biblical history, um, why, why is Paul saying this or why is Peter saying it like this? And why is he using it this way? You know, um, you know, a lot of farming terms. Well, you know, not much farming going on in, in East Tennessee now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they done subdivided everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where I was just at in uh, Realfoot in Tiptonville in Lake County, a lot of, lot of, uh, farming going on down there. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there's more, <laughs> there's more farming going on there than anything, mm-hmm. you know, um, but uh but anyway uh i digress and <laughs> we all need to understand that we we need to uh we need to get in it's important for us as christians um um to get into god's word and and just study and and read and st- and read and read and read and read and then that's going to provoke study and when you provoke study then you're going to start diving into uh, wanting to understand more about how to study because yes. some people study is just different, you know? Oh yeah. People um, and, and, and different works for a lot of people, yeah. but not studying doesn't work for, anybody. Work for anybody. And then you get in there and you find out 
man, it's needful to go to church and be around people that are doing this too, because you can learn from them. If, if you know it all and can't learn anything else or be told anything else, no, nah, don't go to church. Don't go to church. Yeah. Or go to church. And somebody well, will knock you, you know off your bed. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah, go to church. And no somebody, matter what you're at, where you're doing, yeah. I don't care if you're at the bar on Saturday night, be in church on Sunday morning. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but, or go to the church, like I was trying to finish in saying, would, <laughs> uh, uh, and somebody will knock you off your pedestal. That's right. Uh, 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 it, it's, it's the only thank you for that. <laughs> we all enjoyed that. Uh, it's the only place you will learn anything, and it's the only place you will learn how to glean from what you see here and read to follow God the way God would have you follow him, which is the way he set out in the Bible. It's no different. Yeah. But you're going to see some good and you're going to see some bad. I want to make that real plain. If you're going to church and thinking everybody's there going to be perfect, you're going to be upset. Going to be really upset. You're going to be really upset. If you're not going to church because the church is full of hypocrites, well, come on and join us. That's right, because we're all. We're, we're, all, we're all failed, and we're all learning. We're all yeah. striving. Uh, but some you, are striving more than others. That's just plain and simple. Some, yes, but, and, but, and that's what I was supposed to say, that you may have a problem with it. If you do, speak up. And you'll go there and you'll find people that you go home and you just go, do they just show up on Sunday and that's all they do? Right. Well, don't run with that thought would be my advice from experience. Turn around and look at yourself and see what you're doing. That's right. Because you can't fix nobody. No. And you really can't do a whole lot from nobody outside of God through you doing it. But, man, with God, can you work on yourself? No. No. Churches, churches, church as as the people of God, church as a the assembly of God's people is you vitally important. You go to assembly of God? Play. Sorry. That's good though. That was off the cuff, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. We need a little drum. Video, uh, audio file. No, it's uh it, it is. It's really important, you know, whether whether we're on, um, you know, understanding we are the church or understanding we gather as the church. Um, they're both one and the same. And um, you know, I know we talked about why church we we was going to discuss why church um and i want to kind of real quick this might even turn into two podcasts i don't know cuz there's so much to this church it really is they, it really is I, and i and i think we really need to just touch on it and then and do and have a and actually do two another podcast on and kind of break it down why church um but you know, we 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 know that the the writer of Hebrews tells us, "Forsake not ourselves assembling together." Who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. Yes, and he says, "Forsake not yourself assembling together." Right. Uh, so we know it's vitally important to God that we, as God's people, as the church, come together um, collectively, corporately. And here's what's going to make it long: collectively, corporately. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But is that at a church that's named a church, or is that in my living room? Well, see, I believe that it's it, it is a place, um, a place that it has it, is recognizable. 
because what are we trying to do? We're we're trying to we're trying to be the light for the community, right? We, do we do we believe in church plants? Do you believe in church plants? Yes. And if you believe in a church plant, why is it? Why what what do you believe about a church plant? Dude. Did did the people plant that church or did God plant that church? God planted the church. All right. So what was the purpose of that church being planted? To show God to the people in to, that community. To, to show God to the people. So uh, shouldn't they be some kind of uh, a visual recognition that says, "Hey, I know that that is a place of refuge. I okay. know that I can find." Okay, for my you practi- put a steeple on your house. Yes, <laughs> for my practicality of all this, everything you just said—a visual. I'm not saying that it's not—it's wrong to have a church in your living room. I'm not yeah. saying that. Okay, and that's fine. I appreciate that. I mean, I don't have one in my living room, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Sometimes uh, churches are formed like that, and yeah, then they end up yeah, in, in that, that in, in that, that no. as a church but plant. Do you believe that visual of a church of God's house? Uh comes from scripture yes okay i, I just i'm clearing fine for listening audience viewing audience well because we have to go all the way back to the old testament I, and i understand that but and we don't have to get into all that but i do want people to know this is from studying god's word not just what david and spartacus think yeah yeah this is i mean i, I believe so it's these, derived from scripture okay so these little things i hear that i know that one of my friends could say, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I want to know. I want them to know right now. And you know who you are if you're listening. They're not. Uh, <laughs> uh, that it comes up from God's word. It comes from God's word. It doesn't come from something me and you decided. No, it's. it's Because uh, that's why the podcast is called. That's, that's what, what he, he said. said. That's not what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I believe that, you know, it, you know, you, you're telling me. That we've got it wrong for thousands of years? No, I don't believe no, we've no, got it. No, 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 I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. As a provoking yeah, thought, yeah. That we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And there's <laughs> a lot of people. There's a lot. I know a lot of people. I mean, all of a sudden, oh, God, in 2020, God said, no. I mean, you all have been yeah. wrong all time. I know a lot of people. I do. I just <laughs> know because I am not a. God turned me into a people person. I was not a people person. Right. You know that. Everybody yeah. knows that knows me. And they just, my mom and daddy just go, who is this guy? But I have tons of people that are going to bust heaven wide open who love God with all their heart that have made the decision that the church has got it all wrong. Yeah. And, of course, you know what I tell them. I said, the church has had it all wrong since day one. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, they are still bad things the church has got wrong, okay? I want everybody to understand And, folks, that. I want y'all to realize this is a pastor of a church saying that. This isn't a member of a church. This is not uh, uh, just some guy that's mad at the church. This is a pastor, a active pastor that, is was active this morning preaching mm-hmm. at his church. Now go ahead, if you can remember what you was going to say. <laughs> even, even my church is not, I, there's things in there, that, there's things in church that we don't know, it, meaning there's things that we do in our worship services mm-hmm. that we collectively, as we come together, we have integrated into the service yeah. that is not, not necessarily godly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's tradition. 
and and traditions but, have and, made and them way, wanna, that made their way into but our it's congregations. Not evil, no, either, no. Uh, but it can be. It, it can be ungodly. Yes. Uh, and that's what we we talk about in Revelation. I, and I've t- it seems like I've talked about this for a month now. Seems like it's in every conversation that I have with anybody. Look at the season we're in, uh, bro. <laughs> but but in Revelation we talk about you know it the, it talks about the great whore, the great harlot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and of course we to understand that it's not a that was not a person. That was a system. That was a uh, that was a work of of Satan uh, that infiltrated God's people. Yes, he, 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 God said that the the harlot it, it was going to be punished because of the fornication with his people, with God's people, with the church. And, re- and remember, he said it's a system. Yeah, it's not a person. It's no. not a woman. No, it's a it's a system. And the, the and and as you study that the system we find is is ever since Babylon and and that's what the Bible says this this is the the Babylonian harlot is what yeah. is what is is what she's called in the uh, in the in Revelation so when we think about that this system has infiltrated uh, God's people for all this time yes the fornication you know meaning. Uh, you know what is fornication? That is relations outside of marriage. Yes. Our marriage with God, we've we've fornicated with another entity. Yes, you know, and that entity being Satan is what yes. we've what we've fornicated with. Now, that was our wrongdoing as God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, God's going to punish with His wrath that harlot. That that sister that the the he's going to punish Satan uh, for that and uh, uh, for for that. So so when we think there's a lot of things in our church now, do I know and identify every little piece and uh, that we've done in tradition? Because some of these traditions, man, they're almost like gospel to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for your honesty. Yeah, but we do not. We we really can't clarify where they come from. Can, why, why do we, could you look, give us an example just for clarification of what one might be so people got a better understanding? Well, he's saying that there's a bad tradition in his church, and he's the pastor, and he ain't getting rid of it. Well, uh, just just for instance, most people, most people, um, all right, so so, uh, and, and whether uh, that's, we're talking about things that don't necessarily are wrong. Mm-hmm. But don't necessarily are scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Or that hey, it tells us black and white. This is what you do in a in a worship service, right? You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot that we do that was you know deemed you know like uh, we know we sing, right? Mm-hmm. We we've sung, you know. Uh, the Bible says that David sung before the Lord. Yes, right. Yes, Psalms one fifty. He danced naked he, he, too. Did he? <laughs> he danced before the Lord? Oh, I thought yes. he was naked. I don't know. Yeah, he might have. Okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. He got me all messed up now. Yeah. But but he but he used all sorts of instruments, right? I could have went to a lot of places. I know, that I know. They... The Bible says that he used a lot of instruments. <laughs> yes, right? it did. Yes. So but some but we have some churches that believe that there is no instruments. Sure. Sure. You you you're not supposed to have instruments in inside the house sure. of God. Sure. Um so I don't know where they get that. I know what I read in scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it, the Bible says that we praise God with all of uh, with our voice, with our with a clarinet, with the with the drum, 
with the with the harps, mm -hmm. um, with the stringed instruments. You know, my preacher thinks that a harp is a banjo. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny there. That's serious. He said it right from the book. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you have to. I don't. I, How do you get a banjo? I don't, I don't think they had banjos back then. Yeah. How do you get? Well, he claims that if you hear the description of a harp, it's a description of a banjo. Well. How do you get a banjo I, I, player well, off the front porch? Paying for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's watching. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But we have a lot of things in church that's not clarified in scripture, but that we do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and I am I'm, I'm trying to drive some things that we do. Um I mean we we stand uh, what what we do? We open in we open up and say, you know, thankful y'all are here. You know, the Bible says do everything in decency and order, right? Yes. So, therefore, a lot of things that we do inside the... the My Bible says, and on a time schedule. <laughs> we can talk about that, too. I'm just messing with no, you. No, we can talk no, about that. Don't. Because some people... You I, listen. will prove me wrong. <laughs> just go on. We but, already but, know you will. So. But, no. Um, like, some people would believe that you do communion every service. There's a, like the Methodists. Methodist they be they yeah. believe that you yeah. do communion every service. And I Is it clarified in Scripture that you do communion I don't every know. single time I don't you come know. together? I don't see nothing wrong with it. There's not nothing wrong with it. But I don't, I don't know where it's at in Scripture. So would we say that we're doing it wrong because we don't do it? No. It, it just said it's as often as you do. Do this in, do this in remembrance of me. me. Yeah. So uh, we we do that, and when we do that, we do it because we we we're doing it for a purpose, um, and that purpose is to remember what Christ done for us. Okay, you brought up you brought up communion. I'm gonna bring that up. Uh, there again, I preface it with it sounds like it's one of my pet peeves, and it's not. It's just that it's been placed on my heart heart how serious communion is. Have you ever not taken communion when it was offered at church? Been years ago. Yeah, I've done. But I've, I've also there's been a couple of times I didn't do it because I knew that there was sin in my life that I hadn't repented of, yeah. that I genuinely repented well, about. Let me ask you a question on that, okay? Because as a pastor, I know how I actually give communion sure. or present communion mm -hmm. in our in our body. Um, does does are they a message about communion before communion is taken? Um, clarifying um, the importance of communion and the importance to not take if there is sin in your life. I'd have to say I'd have to say no. I, I and when I say that, let me clarify the statement. Scripture is read explaining communion every time we do communion. Scripture is read thoroughly. But is there a message from the pastor on what communion is about every time we take communion? No. Meaning, meaning what Paul says, you know, Paul tells us in Corinthians that um, he, he says that gives us the, the fact of the matter that we, he, God wants us to take communion, right? He encourages us to take communion. But understand, he wants us to repent if there's sin in our life, because if we take it unworthy, unworthy uh, or unworthily is what uh, the scripture says, um, then we're, we're bringing damnation on ourselves. Meaning bring, we're bringing consequences to the fact that we have done something that God has called us not to do. Yes. Um, and that's so, 
So I clarify that every single time we take communion, I want everybody to know God wants you to take this communion. But if you've got sin in your life, it's 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 easy right now to repent from that from that and take communion with a with a pure heart. See, I've been to churches where that was explained, and then there was given a time to repent. Yes, I, I do that every single okay. time. My church doesn't do that, but when I say my church doesn't do that, I want to say that. I'm not saying that that you it, it's yeah. Right, I, I'm, wrong or I'm not saying it's right or wrong or indifferent. No. I'm saying there's enough scripture given that a person can glean what's right and wrong. No. Now, I did have the opportunity one time, and I don't mean to pick on anybody. The way we see things, whether it's a spiritual way or in our flesh, and sometimes, I'm sorry, Spartacus can, can confuse them. The lines get blurred. <laughs> you know, where I was in the choir and the communion come past, and uh, when the bread come along, I said, no, here, you know, I knew where I stood that morning. Yeah. I knew that I didn't need to be disobedient to the Lord and his commandments. I knew I hadn't repented from something that was going on and I needed to. And the guy next to me looked at me real funny. Yeah. And he took it. Well, then the juice come. And I said, and he goes, aren't you going to do this? I said, if I wasn't without sin, I w if I didn't have sin in my life, I would. And, of course, you know me. I said it very loud, and everybody in church heard it because <laughs> I was aggravated that, you know, because right. he, he had kept, come on, come on. Yeah. And, right. And, and so I know everybody, or maybe he just didn't pick up on it. But everybody doesn't understand that. Yeah, and, and the only reason I, you've been in you've been in a communion service with me mm -hmm. in our Thanksgiving service, mm -hmm. and exactly how I done that. It's a beautiful service, by the way. Uh, exactly how I do that in mm -hmm. that service, as far as explaining that and giving a time for uh, for that repentance, mm -hmm. um, is the same way I do it at Easter as well. Mm -hmm. It's just a different uh, we. We, no, think we do a, communion, at, you know, in a pew in, at Easter where we do it at Thanksgiving, we do it at the table. Yes, and, it, and I think that is beautiful. And, and folks, I just want to say this one thing about repentance. Uh, and I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. Uh, repentance is such a beautiful thing in your life. When you say, Father, I am so sorry that I've been getting this wrong. I know better. However you word it. You word it any way you want to. Right. Uh, when you can get past the point of worrying about who's around you and what's going on, and you're praying, whether you're standing, sitting at the altar, not at the altar, uh, in your truck, not in your truck, uh, it, it's, it's, it is so gratifying Yes. to admit your wrongdoings and that you've been purposely because that's that's what happens to me now if i choose to do something i know whether i'm going well god just ignore this for a few minutes right. you know i know yeah. and then like me and my daughter were talking this morning and then you know uh i said and then that guilty conscience comes along right and uh so, uh, like I told her, I said, don't matter if I find out or not, God's going to know you're one of his, and you're the one who has to deal with that guilty conscience. And she went, oh, yeah. And, I mean, I could look in her eyes. She knew exactly what I was talking about. Uh, but she would also tell you she'd rather deal with God than have to deal with me anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but she's at that age. Yeah. 
She don't know no better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she don't know any better yet. But but uh, we got off on communion. Um, but no, I mean, but that's the but that's it. You know, there's things even in communion that we do. You know, we uh, could go to church. We can actually talk about just the act of communion. Yeah, we who, could. Who who gives communion? Yeah. Who gives communion? My pastor does at my church. Right. Yeah. Who 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 they he serves everybody. No, he serves the deacons, and the deacons serve the people. Okay. Um, but do you know some churches don't do it like that? Oh, I have some no church, idea. Some churches— Don't give me something else to what look What I'm saying up. is, you know, there's things in church that, you know, I believe that Scripture is very clear on, you know, that who the ordinances of the church and who does the ordinance of the church. You know what an ordinance of the church? Right. What is a, what we have two ordinances within the, the church that the scripture clarifies. That's brand new to me, brother. Two ordinances. Go ahead. Communion okay. is an ordinance. To do it, I know it is. I didn't know there was a way it was done. No, I'm, I'm saying there's two ordinances in the church. Okay, go ahead. Communion mm-hmm. and baptism. Mm-hmm. Those two things are ordinances within the church. Okay. And, and scripture starts to clarify the ordinances are given or um, performed. Um, and I'm, I'm, have, I'm struggling with this, by oh, the way. Go uh, ahead. Just so this is coming out in a podcast. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm struggling. I, I don't struggle with communion. Mm-hmm. I believe, you know, the deacons serve the people and the, the deacons serve uh, me, and then I serve the deacons. So is that order and, for you? That that's the way we do it. Okay. At our, our church. order is the pastor. Now you're talking about the actual partaking of the, the partaking of the communion. Okay. I, the the deacons come and and they serve the people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they serve the or actually then the pastor serves them and then they they serve the pastor. That's the order we give that's, it out. That's the way we do we, it. We we take it all together. All together. Yes, we take it all together. Yeah. But we give it out that way. That's the way yeah. we do it. Yeah. Um. And this is kind of turning into communion, but but that's all right. Uh, it's all needed. Some people don't understand everything, and and I want to provoke again, study, provoke thought. One of the three people that watches will enjoy. <laughs> so uh, you, you're not giving much faith in the in the people that's watching. Well, it's fun. I mean, that's just fun for me, <laughs> and it keeps me it keeps me where I need to yeah, be. It keeps you grounded. If there's yeah. ten thousand people, you might get up here. Well, we'd have somebody getting this already <laughs> if there was ten thousand. No, we wouldn't. No, we'd we still would be not. getting it done. But but then there, but then you have baptism. Okay, but baptism, baptism is a ordinance of the church. Yes, and um, but it's you know, so if you believe that the ordinances of the church are done by um, ordained ordained men of the church, mm-hmm. right? Which is your pastors and your deacons. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, then, well, who performs baptism? It'd be the, the ordained pastor. Pastor or a deacon. Yeah. Someone, or... someone ordained. Yeah. Right? But I'm kind of torn on that. Um. I've seen it done by men that I, I mean, men that I hold dear theo- theologically in my in my life, uh-huh. that I've heard them make statements of, you know, anybody perform 
baptism. So I'm kind of torn on that. So everybody knows. Hey, well, I don't add, know everything, and I'm torn on that very thing. And maybe that'll provoke somebody to to, so if you, to reach out to us. Yeah. So if you've got some clarification and can show, kind of give me some scripture that can give me clarification to that. I because I I'm truly I'm torn on whether because if it's an ordinance. And I, the way that I understand ordinances being in Scripture is the ordained men of the uh, of the uh, local church performs those ordinances. Okay, let me ask you a question, and let's put it at home. Let's put it at home with, with people you know and all that. I do not attend your church. No, uh, I, I wish you did. Yeah, I'm a member. I'm a member <laughs> of a different church, and I have uh, not necessarily apostolated you. Well, I may get there sooner or later. I don't know. Uh, I have a very hard head. Uh, so I just think we'd have fun together. Oh, we have fun together. We have fun together. But there's some things coming. There's some things coming, and you know they're coming. And uh, we're going to get to have our fun and do our thing uh, that involves the church. Anyway, let me ask my question, buddy. Um, What's your question? My question is this, and I'm going really, to really throw it in there and, and make you think. But you think as where you're at today. You're my friend. I've done some work around your church. I love your church. You know that. You've seen me actively love them, at least on two occasions. Uh, 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 I have a precious granddaughter who's two years old. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know that a child can come to a saving knowledge of Christ at two, but if God wanted it, it could happen. Uh, but let's say that happened. Let's say she walked right in here as we're tearing all this mess down after we get through. She professes Christ and she says, Papa, I want to be baptized and I want you to do it. Now you're best buddy. And I go, David, I've never baptized. So will you go with me to the lake, call your church and let me baptize this child and stand there with me, make sure I get it right. What say you? Yes. Today you would say yes. Yes, that's where I'm at. But I'm not ordained in nothing. Right, but that's where I'm at, and and it might be, and we might. This might be where this is at, and I might have misunderstood the theological part of what he was saying. The 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 few men that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. um, maybe it's because they was the one performing it, but the act actually was done by a father. Uh, a close relative, uh, somebody that was important, maybe led them to Christ, mm -hmm. but the actual pastor or, or um, youth pastor, whatever, was actually there and actually, you know. Yeah, because I'd want you right beside yeah, me what in I'm the saying water. Is, maybe that is where I'm missing uh, that ordinance being done by an ordained, mini uh, ordained minister or ordained mm -hmm. deacon. Um or, or I've just got it all wrong. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn. I'm truly, I'm, I'm truly torn. And I, and I love to be. You've been introduced to a Bible, right? Yeah. I, I'm just. I, I love to be. Uh, right. No, I know. I, I love to know what the truth is. Yes. Yes. When I enter into something, you know, there's again, I, I clarify. You don't know what you don't know until you know. Yes. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. but I feel like I know, but then I'm torn about it. Uh, and it all come from those statements that was made by 
a very um, uh, influential guy or minister that was that that has impacted my life, mm-hmm. and 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 it's not that they went in left field or nothing. They're still serving God and they're still doing. I mean, and they've they've you know. You mean you didn't all that automatically get mad and cut off a friendship? No, no. Made me. Uh, oh, yeah. so you've got a little Jesus in you. Well, this is what it did. And this is what this podcast I want to do. Yeah. We might find, you might find that people that's listening and, and, and watching, you might find, well, I just don't believe that, what I'm saying or what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I want it to provoke thought. I want it to provoke, hey, let's get into the Bible and study. That's what that did. When I listened to him, what he said, I could have said, well, he's wrong. Now I'm never going to listen to him again. Yeah. Or it could provoke me to get in and study and find out what I believe Amen. the truth to be. And, I, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure out where the truth is. And I'm no help with you on that because that's something I'm not studied. I'll just say that plain and clear. You know that. No. I've never tried to help you with something that I was not gifted in or studied in or felt led by the Holy Spirit to say, hey, I got an idea. You know, I mean, that's how that works. If you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. I mean, I know that Jesus set the church in motion. Mm-hmm. And before before it was called what we know as the church, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus was walking. There was a man, uh, just a, just an old um, mountain man-looking uh, Grizzly Adams kind of guy uh, kind of going around ministering. And Jesus walks up and walks into into the water, and this guy's been—he's baptizing people, mm-hmm. and and he makes it clear that there's one coming. There's one coming that I ain't worthy to even tie the shoes. Yes, right. Is that, that's how he puts it. He said laces. Laces. Um. And Jesus walks in the water, and he looks at John, and he says. I want to be baptized. Yeah. John wasn't ordained, I don't believe. No, nope. I mean he's ordained by God because yes. he he was ordained in uh in Elizabeth's womb mm-hmm. when uh, Jesus what did what did Jesus They both jumped they, around. They both they both leaped and <laughs> yes. and uh actually John the Baptist leaped in Elizabeth's womb and so um you know so I guess I don't know. I'm just torn with it. And, well, and if you come what, to what me if, and said that, I'd say, man, I'll be right there. Yes, you can dunk, you dunk your granddaughter. Yes, uh, and she'd love it. Yeah. What, uh, what was John baptizing for? Just clarify that real quick. He was baptizing people to prepare them. For the Messiah. For the coming of the Messiah. Cleansing. Okay, these are my words, people. Cleansing them to prepare them to let them know the messiah was coming right we're an back. act an act of symbolism yes yes outwardly he, showing yes, what he was the prophet in the woods screaming jesus is coming right and he was baptizing them not in the name of the holy ghost no because that's what jesus does. that's right so john was baptizing them informing them preparing them for the coming christ right uh, and there's words in there that explains that better than I just did. Yeah. But, but I had that question some time ago about why Jesus need to be baptized. 
And uh, and this is after reading, start praying. This was my answer. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Everybody says, for save me from from me. Obedience. Yeah, he went for obedience. He was to obeying. save us from God. He was ob- <laughs> he was obeying the Father's command. Yes. So he was also baptized because of obedience. Yes. And uh, Scripture will tell you that. And and I uh, I uh, we've never done this, and maybe one day we will. But but this word obedience is not a bad word. No. No. And out of obedience, God God says of, it's better to be obedient than uh, it's be- uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yes, and uh, uh, and amen to that for sure. And uh, obedience is not a bad word. Uh, we think it is. We think it's pig Latin. Obey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's not a bad word. Not a bad word at all. I don't know what they got out of today's podcast. They got a lot of. Uh, I don't know. They. Um, we're going to clarify. We're going to go into more detail in the church in the next podcast. Um, I want to talk about the functions of the church. Yes. And uh, so why is it? Because and once, once we understand, about... once, once we understand the functioning of the mm-hmm. church, the, the, those five functions that, that God's word is very clear that are the functioning components of the church, mm-hmm. um, then we'll understand the, the importance of, and of I, the local church. Yes, and I want to talk, as he's talking about that and as we're talking about that, I want to talk about why those five fo- five functions are so needful to me, why I need to see that in action, yes. and then why I need to put that in action myself, yeah. and why I need to see people, like-minded people. Uh, that's like-minded people. That don't mean we have to agree. Yeah. That means we're like-minded. We're, we're worshiping the same God. We're washed in the same blood. Now, there's some church words for you, buddy. Yeah, washed yeah. in the blood. Washed in the blood of Jesus. Um, but uh, it it is uh, it is not. I'm going to leave it with this. It is not. None of this is as difficult as I ever made it out to be. I know. I it, or either either me to either. Um, I mean, we <laughs> that'd be me neither. Me, <laughs> me neither. Yeah. Uh, it is. It, it's not near. But this has been good. This is light in my heart. Yeah, that, and and you know, this is again. This was probably more along the lines of how we talk on the phone. It really is. Yeah, it really um, is. I love it when you show your little soft underbelly. I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. For clarification, I don't know everything in scripture. Uh, I don't think a man could know everything in scripture. We can have a thought on everything. That's why it's living. And it's is living or not we can have a thought on most things in scripture, the mm-hmm. the things that jump out at you. Um, but there's so much in there. Oh, and, there, is. Uh, there is. And we're gonna find again, when you when you start um maybe maybe somebody can give me a comment. Comment down below. Please. Um and let me know what you think maybe the church is doing that maybe not necessarily in scripture, that's just tradition. And we can talk about it and uh, discuss that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, been a good podcast. Amen. I'm. I, I know we was was trying to unwrap the five functions of the church, but we never made it. But we will. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. I mean, communion is 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 very important. Is one of the ordinances of yeah. church, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, everything that we talked about answers the question: Why the church? We got to learn how to leave that that. What's it called? You'll know what it's called. That thing 
you know, that they do in movies and TV. Cliffhangers. A cliffhanger. We got to learn so they go, God, I got to wait till next week to, golly, I can't believe that. Well, I'm not going to tell you what the five functions of the church is. Maybe you know, but uh, you will find out next week. Okay. That's the cliffhanger we got. <laughs> that's all I can come up with. <laughs> all righty. So, been a good podcast. Been a good podcast. And remember, that's what he said, not what you said. Not what you said. Amen. Y'all have a good day.